0: And welcome to another edition of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live as it's trade deadline day in the NHL. A lot going on. Justin Braun's been traded to the New York Rangers for a third-round pick. So no Giroux, no Braun. We'll see if Chuck Fletcher's got more in the works. Anthony Sanfilippo from CrossingBroad.com and Snow the Goalie Podcast is going to join us in a moment. And also uh, around 120, Anthony DeMarco is going to join us as well for some late news. So uh, we're going to have dueling Anthony's on the program today. Let me tell you about bet parks real quick because it's brand new. It's the all new bet parks casino and Sportsbook app. It's now live so you can download it in the app store. It is everything you wanted in a mobile casino and sports book and it's right in your pocket. The, the old app, the parks app was good. This one's better. And it's easy to sign up. It's fun to use faster to win than ever before. So right now all bet parks users have the choice of either a $20 casino bonus or a $20 free sports bet. So all you got to do is download the app, uh, log in, create an account, deposit, and you're good to go, and you can download the new BetParks app today. You do need to be over 21, present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But grab the app, a lot going on, obviously, player performances uh, in the college basketball tournament, uh, hockey, basketball, playoffs on the way, in those sports as well, and baseball right around the corner. So tons to get in on the action with. Uh, with the new Bet Parks app. So check it out, download it, create an account, and take care of that uh, free bonus as well the $20 free casino bet or sports bet. Let's get to the man right now because we've got a ton to discuss on Bet Parks Present Stick to Hockey Live from crossingbroad.com, Snow the Goalie podcast. It is Anthony San Filippo. And Ant, uh, it's been a busy, busy couple of days. Tons of noise around uh, <coughs>
1: the NHL as uh, things are buzzing again today. Yeah, yeah, and Flyers uh, just—I'm sure I don't know if you've announced it before I logged in, but uh, Justin Braun to the Rangers for a third-round pick, um, which is actually pretty decent return. I mean, you know, at the beginning of the year, if I would have told you that Justin Braun will get you a third-round pick in uh, in March, I'm not sure that you would have uh, agreed. uh, But uh, he actually had a really nice season for them, and that's a good return, especially since it's in the 23 draft, Jay. Yeah, uh, which is the much deeper draft than the 22 draft, so. Um, yeah, and of course, obviously, the Drew deal, which was the huge one over the weekend. Um, we'll see if anything else is coming. I'm not certain, maybe something for Derek Broussard. Um, that might be it. Um, unless is not gaining any traction, huh? No, really not. I mean, and the thing of it is, is that you know, I'm sure Chuck has a price that he'll accept for Martin Jones. My guess is probably a four maybe if maybe a five but so far I think that the offers have been mostly underwhelming and and you know he looks at it and says we got some kids coming from college you know once the NCAA tournament's over um Phantoms are only six points out they have a game in hand on Wilkes-Barre they play them three more times you know let's let our younger guys that are still down there obviously not we're not going to talk about moving guys down from the Flyers, but the guys that are still there, and this includes Felix Sandstrom, let them take part in a playoff push, you know, yeah. some meaningful hockey at, the, at a professional level. Like people think the AHL is, like, is not good. I mean, it's it, it's a really good league. Yeah, I mean, it, it's arguably, you know, the next step. That, I mean, compare, you could compare it to the KHL, right? I mean, you could compare it to, to leagues in Europe. It's better in a lot of ways. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's probably better, right? Um, and, and so you, you could have these guys play there and play together and make an effort to make the playoffs and make a push and do it together. And so that way, when they come up to play in the NHL, they can lean on that experience. That experience is far, far more important than Felix Sandstrom coming up here and playing three or four games down the stretch for a team that's playing out the string. Right. I mean, I, he could still do more value. Yeah, I mean, he can,
0: he can still play three or four games up here and be eligible down there. I sure. mean, go back to, to Richardson Carter. They they went on a yeah. Calder Cup run and won it, and I think that was hugely beneficial to them when they got to the NHL.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at that 7 08 team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost to Pittsburgh, uh, a lot of those guys yeah. were on that Phantoms team that went to the, the Calder Cup Final together. You know, I mean, Richardson Carter were guys that were added at the end, but I mean yeah. – you know, you had Umberger, um, Nittemacki was the goalie and he ended up being the backup to, to Biron at that time. Right. In that, Mm -hmm. and that, that season that they make the, make the run to the conference final, um, Randy Jones, Freddie Meyer. I mean, these guys, they were all part of it. I mean, they were all there. I mean, they weren't great players. I mean, in the, in the, in the grand scheme, um, you know, Fedora Kote, they were part of that, that team as well. Um, I'm just trying to remember the names off the top of my head that eventually came up and played for the flyers, but, um, yeah, I mean they were they all did it together, and so there's there's something to be said for that. That when you can do that, um, Dennis Seidenberg was also I, they'll, they'll all come to me eventually. Um, the, when when you do that, there you know there's some benefit to it. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. You can still Sandstrom can still come up and play, a, you know, a couple of games, whatever. But it's worth it to keep that team kind of together and try and make that push. Look, if the Phantoms lose like four in a row and they they fall out of it. Then fine. Then you yeah. just bring them up. You're allowed to have a third goalie. I mean, you don't need to. You, there's no roster you roster after, limitations after right, the deadline, right? After the deadline, so you can bring them up. Then that's fine. But I mean, if you if you have a chance to go for it, go for it. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is is
0: you can assign guys like Cam York, like Owen Tippett, like uh, you know Morgan Frost to be a part of a playoff run as well when the Flyers' season is over. Well, they would have to.
1: Yes, you're right. But the thing with that is the Flyers would have to make a paper transaction today. Yeah, to put them on the roster by three. Send them, they would all have to get sent down uh, to the Phantoms. And so that way they're on an AHL roster at the deadline and then recall them afterwards. So they wouldn't have to go anywhere. It would just be a paper transaction. But Yeah, they don't have to get in the car and drive to leave that (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you're right. You could put together a nice AHL team there um, that even though they would be the sixth seed in the Atlantic Division, could make a little bit of a run um, with, with some NHL caliber players.
0: And you get more hockey and it's more another chance to develop further. And for guys like Cam York and Morgan Frost, it's a lot of minutes too. They're they're mm-hmm. gonna play, be relied on heavily in that situation. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, and the other thing is too, is as a GM, you just don't want get, to get this reputation that if I just hold out as a, a negotiating partner with Chuck Fletcher, I can get over on him.
1: No, absolutely. And, and you know, another thing, if you want to if people because I was having some arguments with people about this on the uh, on Twitter, a little bit saying not big time arguments, but just little Twitter discussions as as we as we tend to do. Um, and it, it just dawned on me. I wasn't even really thinking about it. And I haven't said it on Twitter yet. So this I'll say for here, um, if you go back and look um, at uh, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, for example, OK, um, they're. Their uh, minor league uh, team was the uh, Seric. They were Syracuse, right? Syracuse Crunch, if I remember correctly. Um, I'm almost positive that all those guys kind of played together in Syracuse before they came to Tampa and they won a Calder Cup down there. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking at their team right now. Uh, Like they had Tyler Johnson, Brett Connolly, Andre Palat, Richard Panic, Alex Kalorn. Like they all, they did the same thing. They all kind of came up together, um, and, and you know, and then that led to two Stanley Cup championships, right? Yeah. So you could you could grow that way by doing that by making those runs in the AHL.
0: Absolutely, I think it's really important to to do that because that those may not be your superstar pieces, but they end up being the pieces that give you the depth to be able to win at the NHL level. So you have to draft and develop it goes back to that right sure and you sure. get those guys in your system and then develop them they have some success and then they come to the the big club knowing what success looked like as a pro because all these guys have had success at varying levels correct but it's right. as a pro is a different ball game yeah. um let's talk about the drew thing because it's still there's still a lot of pissed off people and you know no people kidding. no kidding <laughs> i mean I, I think it's starting to calm down a little bit the the rawness of him leaving. See, you were never going to, from an optic standpoint, you were never going to be able to win the deal because everybody here knows what he has done, what he has meant, um, what he would, how he did this year. And no matter what you got in return was not going to measure to that, but you can't look at it that way because this is a 34 year old rental that wasn't discussing an extension and was limiting the team to one destination.
1: And, and it's, so, like that. For, first of all, let's, I'm glad you I'm glad you said it, and I didn't say it, right? I mean, you you could you can say the same thing. You know, he limited the flyers to one team and one team only. And that was the Florida Panthers.
0: That's why I've been saying for a month he's going to Florida.
1: Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. I mean, so we're yep. we're you know all the talk about you know Colorado. Look, Co- Colorado was interested. They sent an offer over to to Chuck, but as Chuck said yesterday, he he talked to several teams that he could not consummate a deal with. Yeah. Can't, couldn't really truly engage. Yeah. Because, because Claude was just not going to, um, he was just not going to, you know, change his mind. And, and, and there's reasons for that. And that's, that's another thing that's, that's, you know, driving me crazy today is because, you know, all right. I put some of those reasons out. I mean, should, it, it, to me, I thought I did the work, right. I did the did the homework, talked to so many people behind the scenes on both sides, and really got down to the nitty-gritty about what was going on. And there's a reason that Claude didn't want to include anybody else. And that's his right. Mm -hmm. It's his his right to do that. It's not saying that what he did was wrong. Um, But at the same time, you you have to understand that and appreciate that. So therefore, you can't kill Chuck for getting what he got in return. Because in all honesty, Chuck got pretty much... What you should get for a guy that you're only negotiating with one team. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. only thing that would be different, Jay, and, and I'll say I'll I'll say this because we thought, and you you know, you and I had talked, but we, we had thought there was a deal in place prior to Thursday's game. Yep. Okay. Prior to Thursday, like I mean, even go back to like Tuesday. We felt like there was a deal in place with Florida. They were gonna let him play that last game um to get to one thousand. And then that was going to be it, right? And then that was they, – they were going to announce the trade after the game. I mean, that was like all part – this was all part of the plan. And then Florida went ahead and traded their 23 first rounder yeah, for Chirot. Ben Chirot in Montreal. And I think that that kind of threw everything back into a little bit of a furor. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, now all of plan. a sudden their, their offer wasn't going to be as good. Yep. And so now the debate began, you know. What what could the Flyers ask for in replace? Obviously, Florida said, well, we'll give you the 24 first round pick. And, you know, while that's OK, look, it's still a first round pick. Don't be wrong. It's still it's a little bit down the road, but it's it's still a one. It's still a very good asset. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that, you know, maybe Chuck would have tried to want to massage it instead and try and get another prospect. And, you know, we started to hear some names come out like Mackie um, Samuskiewicz and yeah. um, uh, Demisenko. Uh, Demisenko. Right. Where well, We started to hear some names, but they were coming more from the flyer side, not from Florida. Yeah. So you combine that with Colorado's like, hey, we got an offer in. Hey, don't forget about us. We got an offer in. Yeah. And you combine those two things. And so if you're Chuck, you got to, you got to say, all right, look, maybe we can get the prospect that we want. If we could just get Claude to say he would consider going somewhere else. Claude doesn't want to, he's not happy. His mind's made up. Yeah. Yeah. His mind's made up. He's not happy with the fact that, you know, he's not, he's not coming back here. He doesn't want to leave. He's not like, he's just not happy about the whole thing. Yeah. And so they think, all right, well, let's get Danny to go talk to him. They're. You know, Danny's close to him. He used to live with Danny, right? He lived with Danny and his kids. French friend. Yeah, they're both both right. Go get Danny to talk to him. Maybe he'll be able to change his mind. So Dan, they send Danny in. There right, we go. Now Danny's got to make try and convince his friend to say, "Yeah, you know saying Colorado is a good spot to go to. Maybe we we'll get more out of Florida. Yeah, I went to Colorado. That's what Danny went with. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's what Danny. I played in Colorado. Exactly, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. They tried. They tried everything they possibly could, and so there's. There was a lot of frustration that was building up on both sides, yeah. Because you know Drew just wanted the the whole thing to be over with. The Flyers wanted to get more out of it. They were they were. It was like they were butting heads and not getting what they both wanted. And ultimately, it comes down to it's like, well, well, this is all we have. I mean, this is this. We just might as well just take it, right? It's not. It's not the perfect trade, yep. But it's certainly one that's acceptable. Well, the other part of it too, is a lot of people
0: were saying, well, Chuck Fletcher, why didn't he play the game? Why did he let it known that he was only negotiating with Bill Zito and the Florida Panthers? I mean, Chuck Fletcher didn't like call him and say, Hey, Bill, you're the only team. <laughs> so I know that I don't have a lot of hand here. There's an agent involved here who says, who's talking to everyone who says "Yeah, yeah. he's only coming to your team. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere else.
1: Right. And it's not just the agent too, Jay. I mean, Every player in the league knew it. <laughs> Players talk. Yeah. I mean, one of G's best friends. Let's be honest. One of his best friends is on Florida. Yeah. Radko Gutis, right? Yeah. So if you're if you're texting with Goody, right, and you're just and you're just having a conversation about life, like doesn't have to be about that, and it just happens to come up that, like, yeah, yeah, I think we're gonna, yeah, you know, looks like the deal's gonna happen. Yeah, I'll be coming down there. Don't you think Gudas is gonna come go and tell his people that you know, yeah, Jeru only wants to come here.
0: Not like, not to mention that Guders was probably in the initial stages of this, a guy that reached out to him and said, Hey, dude, come down and join us.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. know what they I mean? Probably put him, they probably put him to use in that regard. And Absolutely. it's not just it's not just players too. There are there are other employees within the within teams who know people on other teams who are, hey, you know that guy on over there. Give him a call, find out what you can find out about this. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, it could be it could be a trainer. It could be a, an equipment guy. It could be anybody. I mean, there's so it's such a small fraternity. Yeah the NHL, that there are so many people that talk to each other. There's no way to keep Bill Zito, at, you know, uh, uh, in the dark no about fool. that. Yeah,
0: he's no fool. <laughs> no, He knows. And not to mention that he can pick up the phone and call Joe Sackett and said, hey, Chuck said that you're offering a 2023 first uh, new hook and uh, whatever, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. And and, and Sackett goes, nah, I'm not offering that much. I'm not going that high. Because they're working together to not go high either. Right. If, <laughs> exactly. If he's even involved.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. So all exactly. these
0: GMs can pick up the phone and call another GM and and they do daily uh, right. multiple times a day on right. a lot of occasions.
1: Yeah. And I mean there's their te- teams have internal meetings and then they send their scouts out and the scouts are scouting certain players. And, you know, and the scouts talk to each other and that it's just it all filters around. And you know, it yeah. and, and our job <laughs> Well, more mine than you, because I mean, you're, yeah. you know, I mean, you're in the position that you're in. Um, yeah, you got to be a little bit more careful. But I mean, my job is to kind of weed through all that, yep. and try and find the pieces that connect and make sense. And then once they do, and you get confirmation, then report it. Right. That, so. That's my job. Uh, but it's, it's sometimes it's hard sometimes. Yeah, and that's why that's why I have ultimate respect for these national guys, Jay. In all honesty, oh. because. I I'm worn out doing it one trade, one team. Imagine yeah. having to do 32 teams. Holy hell.
0: <laughs> it's got to be, dis- think about the amount of tips and, and contacts you get on your phone working uh, like a, for an Elliot Friedman or, or Bob McKenzie in his day or Darren Drager. I mean, it's gotta be insane. Yeah, exactly. It's exhausting. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the deal's done. I mean, look, a lot of people want to blame drew now too, but, and say uh, you screwed us, blah, blah, blah. Um, the notion of him returning has been part of the equation as well. And you know how I feel about him, man. I've been okay. a staunch defender of the guy for a decade, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when other people, you know, w- would shit on him. But I-, I think it's time for the organization to move on as well. I think it's time to, I- I, if he wants to come back, and I think if he wants to come back right now, that decision will probably change because when you get somewhere new and you realize, Hey, I'm not the guy that's got to deal with the media all the time. I'm not the guy. Uh, that was in one place for 14 years. I'm not the guy who didn't win around to the playoffs uh, until the bubble as the captain, and I can just play hockey. I think that changes when you get
2: there.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I think you're 100 percent correct, uh, I, and I think Claude's mind will change. At, just. I don't know if it'll be the first week. I mean, he, talk about it. Talk about jumping right into the fire. He he joins Florida as they're playing Montreal, Ottawa, and Toronto. No, <laughs> In, At least there won't be any media around. <laughs> and right, I mean, come on. So he's got to deal. He's going to have to deal with that for the first weekend. But then, yeah, you're right. Once it's once he gets past that. He he. Then kind of he can kind of blend into the culture down there just a little bit, right? You know, I mean, they're still gonna still gonna want to talk to Huberdeau because he's got a shot at the Hart Trophy, and and they're gonna want to talk to Barkov, and you know, and and Verhage, and and Duclair, and all those guys, Bennett, and uh, Reinhardt, all those guys that are scoring. You know, and when's Ekblad coming back? And um, there's gonna just be so much more to talk about than just Giroux and his failures, right? I mean, that's you know, he's gonna have it. It's gonna be a lot easier for him, and he's gonna he's gonna be like. Yeah, man, it's liberating. I, I, do I need to go back to that? Do I yeah. really need to go back to that? So yeah, I mean, but but even still, even if after all that, Jay, let's just say after all of that, he wants to go back to the Flyers. I I I, I just don't think that they will bring him back.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty confident that they won't. Yeah, yeah. And it's they, not that I don't think he can play. I think he can still play, and he's got a lot to give as an NHL player still. But I think he got to just move forward. You got to. I go. I said this on the post. I go full Bob Seger. Turn to page. Yeah, you
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. But here, and here's the one thing I wrote. I wrote today because I wanted to clarify it. Because we, you know, I talked. We I wrote about it. We I'm going to bring Anthony on,
0: in here too. Anthony DeMarc. Yeah, I'll
1: pop I'll him there. in. Oh, I love DeMarc. <laughs> bring him in. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean, I, d- d- you know, the same. The same thing. I wrote about it. I talked about it on Snow the goalie, and I cl- try to clarify it again today. Like, if if Claude, let's say, four years from now, three four years from now as he's winding up his career, let's say he's got, you know, he wants to do one last season or whatever, and the Flyers are a decent team. And he says, you know, I'd like to go back to Philadelphia and try and help them win in my final year by that point. Sure. yep, You want to come back then fine. Yep. You gotta let, but the team needs to have that ability here in the next year or two to create its own new, new look, new feel, knew everything new it's it's funny after the game both mike yo and joel farby who's really close to drew both called it a new era yeah
0: and that's what it needs to be they need to forge a new path got to stop relying on him all the time and you these other guys got to take the con you know what i mean and whoever the next superstar is uh, you know, Couturier is going to be a part of that. Not that he's a superstar, but he's going to be obviously a big face. And then there's others as well. As we bring in uh, Anthony DeMarco from the fourth period.com and brotherly pod. And uh, what, what's the latest? The Braun deals done. They get the third from the rags. Uh, are you hearing anything on Jones, Broussard, Um Yandel, I don't think is a non-starter probably, but are you hearing anything on those
2: guys? I've heard that the interest has been like little to none on both those guys, which is somewhat surprising. All, although like for goalies, it's kind of rare that you see goalies go at this time, even like, especially the substantial ones. Like obviously Flurry went earlier to the Minnesota wild, Martin Jones. We know Edmonton kicked tires a few months back. I thought there would be a bit more interest on Derek Broussard as my cat enters the fold as well. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, I thought Derek Broussard would maybe fetch a bit more interest. You know, a veteran guy has gone deep in the playoffs several different times on several different teams. Can play wing or center, but as of right now, it doesn't seem like there's a much interest on either. Yeah, that surprises me a little bit too.
1: Does it surprise you, Jank? That that Brassard is a is, is yeah. a guy that that you know? I mean, he's got for no he's other versatile. reason, for no other reason than he's been good in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. 120
1: games too plus. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of experience, and yeah. he's he's actually been a, a good playoff performer. So he's actually
0: played well this year when he's been healthy. It's just been few yeah. and far
1: between. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure that's part of the concern, right? Yeah. Teams don't want to trade for a guy who's been injured a lot. But, but there's no I mean, money involved. I mean, he makes. Yeah, keynotes. I mean it's it's a nothing <laughs> it's a nothing contract,
2: and you're we talking and about center. He plays center too. That's the thing for me. Like, I thought maybe a team like Toronto, obviously they go out and get Blackwell from the the Kraken in the deal with Giordano. But I thought a team like up against the cap looking for like a middle six forward on the cheap could play wing or center. Broussard would make sense. And maybe things change between now and 3 p.m. But as of right now, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of interest. I mean, that's, that's,
0: I, I think that that's one that just could come down to right at three o'clock when a team realizes they missed out on something they were trying to get done. And he's, he's like the last chance, you know, he's the, the last man standing that's available. Yeah. So I could see that.
1: Yeah. Or mean, 90 minutes. I mean, a lot can happen in 90 minutes, right? I mean, yeah.
2: And um, as for Martin Jones and you were, you had reported earlier that they had some tire kicking, but nothing substantial, do you think there's any value for the team with keeping Jones around until the end of the regular season?
1: Well, only the only thing I, Jay and I briefly talked about this at the beginning um, is that, you know, obviously you would you would if you don't keep Jones around, you're going to bring up Sandstrom. But if they want to make the if the Phantoms want to make a push for the playoffs, there's some value in young guys, especially if you're bringing in your NCAA players once the tournament's over. Um, uh, to, you know, the, the, there's a lot of belief that all three of those guys are going to. Lee, are going to sign and that's um, Brink uh, Adder Bro- and Bobby and, Brink and Rob Ronnie and and, and, Adder and um uh, Noah Cates, right um so all three of those guys are going to sign so you add them to a roster um and then you have some of your NHL players who are eligible to be sent down that are you know waiver exempt that once the NHL season's over if you make the playoffs you can throw a Morgan Frost and Owen Tippett a Cam York uh, Max Wilman back onto that roster as well. Now all of a sudden, you make the Phantoms have those seven players plus what they had already had. It's good for Felix Sandstrom to be trying to backstop a playoff run, right? So, yeah, he could still get called up and play a couple games here, and that's fine. Um, but if you blow out Jones, then he's got to be he's got to be here the whole time. Whereas if you keep Jones, in lieu of getting a sixth round, fifth sixth round pick. You know, then, then, you know, you can give you have that flexibility with Sandstrom here for the end of the season. And I think that that's, I think it's a gamble that they're worth, you know, they think is worth taking.
2: And then you got to ask the question is that fifth round pick more valuable than putting these guys in a winning environment and right. getting that type of situation? And we've heard a lot about the culture, the culture, the culture. Do you want these guys to be on a winning team that may go deep into the playoffs with the Phantoms or you want them to just be up here for the remaining? month, month and a half in throwaway games. Exactly. Exactly.
1: You know, and it's not just the guys up here and it's not just these new NCA players, but you got some guys that are still down there too, that you were, that you're interested in getting up here, like Wade Allison and like Tanner Lashinsky and Edgar Zamola. I mean, yeah. you got some names down there too. So, I mean, you, when you really put it together, I mean, there's, we're talking 10, 11 players that you think could end up, end up being part of this franchise in the future. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably worth that's got a lot more value than a, than picking up a fifth round pick for Martin Jones. I agree,
0: and not only that. I mean, you're not going to. I don't think they're just going to waive Jones. It's it's one of those things where you know they grab him after he gets bought out, and it's you just don't want to get that reputation. Like he's trying to play for his next contract, right? Right, <laughs> and you bring him in, and then they just waive you. It's it's almost you know a little cutthroat, a little Las Vegas ish, you know, <laughs> to say the uh, least. You're the guy now until you aren't so rent don't buy <laughs> we'll ask toronto about that with peter marasik
2: yeah he got waived not yeah. clear. he's a mess but um yeah i never he- understood it with that guy like obviously we got to see him up close and personal in philly for what was it two three months in 2018 but yeah hurt my eyes it was i not- was never sold on him never never sold on him
1: yeah i don't know i don't know what happened he like you know found the the you know carolina
2: got- structure well,
1: words. but it wasn't. He wasn't. it was only good for like a short time, and then it disappeared. Again. But he he was a gamer in those playoffs for him too. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. And,
0: and the thing is, like his technical foundation as a goaltender is hideous, which is to say there is none. <laughs> but, and if he's not competing his bag off and just reading plays properly, he's not good. He has no baseline to fall back on of technical skills. So when when he goes bad, he's really bad.
2: And right now he's really bad. Like Toronto's screwed. Jay, would you say Bobrovsky's kind of like that, but not to as bad of an extent? Well, Bobrovsky's just so athletic. He does have um, a technical, you know,
0: foundation of the way he plays the game. And, but he's just so athletic that sometimes it almost looks like his technical foundation's not there. He's a bit creative too. Um, But he's got much more of a technical foundation than, than a guy like Morazic had. Um, and he can lean on it when he's not playing well. But you do see when when Bobrovsky's struggling, it's usually pretty it's the ugly. disparity is is pretty great between his best game and his worst game. You want from your goalie his best game to not be that far from his basement. And sometimes you would rather have a goalie that his ceiling's not as high when he's great, but his basement's not nearly as low, right? And Bobrovsky, that can be the case.
2: That's maybe like a Brayden Holtby kind of falls. Into oh, big that. time.
0: Yeah, and, and if Hopi's not the starter, he just pouts.
2: Yeah.
0: So, um, you know, the other part of this is, you know, the Flyers moving forward now. And take all the optics out of it, of the trades and and moving forward and how they get into this offseason. Because one thing that I feel pretty certain about is that, you know, they're going to have some cap space. And they're going to get more cap space this summer, depending how they handle this James Van Riemsdyk, final year of that deal at $7 million. Um, But my, that's going to be opened up, I believe. And you're going to have significant cap space. And they're going big game hunting. You think that they're going big game hunting? I'll let you go first, Ant. <laughs> well, so
1: yeah, that's so why they want to. I know they want to, right? But I mean, so- they mentioned high-end talent that's big okay. game hunting right okay that's fine and and maybe somebody's available in trade that we're not thinking about right now or i shouldn't say we because i don't know if you guys got names in your heads but you know i'm i'm just looking at the free agents right and so just looking at free agency i looked at the forwards and say who are the best for the four best forwards but well, one of them's already re-signed with his team and that was yep. hurdle signing yep. with san jose then you start hearing talk that nashville's now reopened conversation with philip forsberg they're right? not so, going to move him so yeah they're not going to move him, him so it that no they way. must mean that they feel like that they're going to bring him back yeah so who so who does that leave nazim kadri Qad- nazim kadri like is that it, does he fit that yeah. it's, it's, i mean he's having a great year but it's one year like yeah.
2: situational too
1: yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, when you look at where I means playing in Colorado for, for Pete's sake, right? And he's, 30, he's going to be 32 at the start yeah, of the season. It's too old. Yeah. And who's the who was the other one? I Gaudreau. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Johnny Gaudreau. But but here's the thing with Johnny Gaudreau is I don't think he wants to play here now. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Like I mean, I talked to people who know him or know his family, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you can always say, well, that's you get you take that with a grain of salt. Right. And that's fine. Um, but I, it makes sense when you hear them say that it's just it, it, he don't he doesn't want the, the 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 pressure and stress of trying to be the guy with a team that has struggled for so long and has not been able to win and just say I'm going to come in and be the hero and in not my hometown ha- in my hometown yeah. he's gonna be, it's just too much he said I would go there if once that they're once they've reestablished. Then i go there, like the next contract when he's 33, 34, right? Yeah,
0: when he's winding it down and he right. checks the it,
1: box that he played for the Flyers. Played, come that. home, play here. That's great. Yep. But now, I, I don't I don't see it. I, I don't see him coming here. I just don't. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys see it a different way. Well, look at
0: Mike Trout, right? Mike. Everybody thought Mike yep. Trout's contract's going to be up in Anaheim because he goes to Eagles games and gets a ball from Carson Wentz in the end yep. zone. He's definitely coming home. He was like, no, I'm going to stay out here. I'm going to have my fun back home and I'll play baseball and make millions on the West coast. Right. <laughs> and I'll be good. Yeah. Um, but, but, okay. So that brings us to the next thing at DeMarco, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, the way to get big, you know, high end talent can also be via trade. And, you know, we know, we all know the names that have been bandied about whether it's Travis Konechny, Travis Sandheim, Ivan Proveroff, uh, Morgan Frost even in, in some kind of package deal are the guys that you know a lot of people have been talking about is going to be involved in some sort of hockey trade come the offseason around the draft. Uh, which one is most likely to be moved and which ones, or in combination thereof, are most likely
2: to yield the biggest return? Well, I think connect me just because if you look at the other right wings on this roster and in the organization, especially with Tippett showing up, Atkinson isn't going anywhere I would assume they keep Zach McEwen in a fourth line role. What becomes of Allison and Forster and Brink next season? I think Konechny is just going to get squeezed out because of his surroundings here. And he is on a good contract. He's a 50-55 point guy who can score 30 goals. Hasn't been there yet, but has scored at that pace in the past. And I think that teams will want to acquire a guy like travis connect i think that in the right situation he's a top line player maybe just not as the catalyst then you look at what could garner the biggest return you know jay you and i talked about it last week and you and i have spoken about it like i think it's ivan Provorov because of his pedigree because of his contract but the flyers just have to ask is just like if you're giving up ivan Provorov, are you going to be able to bring in a superior defenseman than him I don't know if that's the case. Lindholm's already off the market. Klingberg's a right shot. Maybe you try and go in all in for Chikrin. I don't get the sense that they're in on that. So I would assume it's Konechny and some combination of maybe it's Frost. Maybe they explore York or Zamula. I don't think that they're in a position to trade Sandheim at this point. I would have disagreed with that maybe six months ago. But with the way he's played, especially with Ristolainen, they've committed to Ristolainen. I just don't think they're looking to break up any part of that top four until Ryan Ellis gets back and they have a better idea of what they have.
1: I, I think I think ants right on with that, yeah, I I really do. Um, I I although I mean I I do I do think that there's a a potential to move Provorov if you're getting something back that could replace him. Right. I mean you can't just trade him for your, your, your top end talent that you're going to get all right up, up yeah. at the front. Um, but I think that if you're going to get something back that can replace him on the blue line um, as well as part of the deal, then I think that that would, that could make it work. Um, But otherwise, yeah, he's I, not going to just put Cam York on the left side with Ryan Ellis. You can't, no, no, can't. no, can't not do at it. all. Not at all. So yeah, you do have to get something back. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, that's really kind of, that's, it's really kind of where it's at. Um, I, I found it interesting yesterday and you tell me if you guys thought the same thing yeah you know, we post game we're in there with yo and you know everybody's asking questions about you know tippet and Hayes had a good game and farabee had a good game and it's the new era and whatever blah, blah 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 and we ask all these questions and at the end press conference is over and he stops the prep stops before he walks out and he goes I have one more thing I wanted to say nobody asked me about him but provy he had a really good game today he showed why he's a really top end defenseman, or whatever the exact quote was, right? Yeah. Is that kind of did that kind of surprise you guys that that came out like I just came out of nowhere?
0: And that doesn't surprise me because the player struggling a, with confidence, and it was a message to
1: him. Well, so so it's, and I was trying to figure out was this because he felt like maybe he was too hard on him a couple. Remember a couple weeks ago when he said mm-hmm. you could play what you you could play the way you want to play, or you could play the winning hockey, yeah. <laughs> right? And he said that out loud. So is that kind of like okay? I need to I need to make good on that now and, and say when he plays well, or is it you know just trying to pump up his value again so that we? It was just it was just odd timing for it the night before the trade deadline, right? Totally unsolicited. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> so I was completely you know because you know Chuck's probably talking to people you know planning for the summer, yeah. not necessarily Playing the for, groundwork. Yeah. So maybe you know it was just so weird that it just came out of nowhere yesterday. I was just, I was like, why?
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause there's always, the, I always say this you, when somebody puts something out there publicly in the media or even leaks, you have to consider the agenda behind it. Cause there's always one. Yeah. And, sure. and when you do that unsolicited with the media, be I, I, like, it's almost like I wanted to be asked about this, but I wasn't. So because I wasn't, I'm just going to put it out there as a lasting thing to say. Yeah. And look, I thought he did play really well yesterday. I thought, I thought, sure. After that first period, their shot suppression in the game, the way they just, you know, kept them to the outside for the entirety of the game was, I thought they, their structure was great defensively. And that Hayes line with Farby and connecting, I thought really is coming together because Hayes can move. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I think the whole thing's weird. I, I think part of it too, is if Chickering doesn't get dealt at the deadline, and it looks like that's more likely than he's going to be available in the summer. So I could see if, if that is the case and they can find some way to be able to pry Chikran out of Arizona, then that does make Proveroff expendable. And uh, cause now you have Chikran and Ellis is your top pair. And then you have Proveroff and then you're really going into a really big direction. Cause you can do a combo platter of a Proveroff connect type trade and get a superstar. Now, no, if yeah. Toronto gets knocked out in the first round, I'm going after Mitchell Marner. and I'm trying to let the money matches. I'm looking for that kind. If you, Because you need a face on the marquee. You need somebody that not only puts an ass in a seat, but gets it out of the seat when something great happens. And they don't have that. As good yeah. as Sean Couturier is, he's not an excitable player. They need an excitable
2: player. Well, well, the name that I've talked about for, I would say, six months or so is Dylan Larkin. Because he's a yeah. center, we know the Red Wings are open for business aside from Raymond and Sider, but you're dealing with Steve Iserman. and that's always a dicey situation because mm-hmm. he and always like, wins.
1: He wins every trade.
2: That's it. And <laughs> like, look, uh, Provorov, Chikrin. It doesn't matter if Ryan Ellis isn't healthy. Could we agree on that? Oh yeah, yeah, big like, time. Like, like if you bring in Jacob Chikrin and you move out Ivan Provorov, but Ryan Ellis still can't stay healthy. Are we comfortable with this defense? No, if you got Chikerin and Cam York playing
0: on the top pair on the right side, no. Hell no. Yeah, you Not
1: would, when need you're another, dealing you, you would need to deal with the Ovechkin
0: line or the
2: perfection line or any other
1: team's top line. You you would need another right right-handed defenseman.
2: Mm-hmm. Which I I which I think to be fair, they're going to go out and get regardless. Like they're going to have to replace Braun, maybe that's a Mark Pisic, maybe that's a Jan Ruda. They're going to go out to get someone to play on that third pairing. But as much as I like Sanheim and Ristolainen on the second pair, neither of them are guys that I would trust to move up the lineup. And that's even Travis Sanheim, who I think has been excellent this season. Mm -hmm. But Sanheim isn't a guy that I would trust to, let's say, move up to play with Ellis, and then you have York with Ristolainen. Like, for me, if you want to move Ivan Provorov, you have to be absolutely certain that you're bringing in Jacob For Like, there's no two ways about it.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, look, part of it, too, is my second pair is not fucked up. If I got one thing missing, why weaken two areas when I can only weaken one? You know, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to, remember Tom Bigby used to say this to me, our old program director at WIP. Uh, I got one host out. Don't screw up the whole lineup. Just fill the one spot that's screwed up. <laughs> Don't create two problems. <laughs> Don't create two lesser shows by moving things around, you know. So Jay- why Jason? I, I shouldn't do that, you know? Jason? <laughs> yeah, uh, tell tell Jason I need to see him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean I look at it, and you got to figure that out. But I mean, Ellis is, Aunt Sand. I mean, Ellis is a conundrum wrapped in a riddle right now because we've seen him for four games. We've seen him limited in the press box. I mean, d- how much can we rely on Ryan Ellis on or off the ice at this point?
1: I wonder where his head's at right now. Mm-hmm. I mean. Answer me this, Jay. Why hasn't he gotten surgery yet? I know what what are they waiting for? That's what I'm saying. And and I understand it's something that whatever the injury is is not a long recovery from a surgery. And and maybe what you're sitting there saying, well, let's let's time it so that his rehab starts and leads right into his summer workout. I mean, I guess that there could be some kind of like we don't want there to be a yeah. stop and start kind of thing, right? We'd want it to just kind of roll through. Um, so maybe that's the only explanation I can think of. Um, but like no, nobody's heard from him. Like it'd be nice to just kind of you know check in with the guy and see where he's at. And yeah, uh, you know he and yeah you know, he's been to a few games. Like you know we've seen him up there a couple times. Yeah, but he just he's just I th- I feel like he's disengaged, disconnected. Yeah, like just not part of this, mm-hmm. and that's a little bit concerning to me. Like I gotta I gotta. I don't know. Maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe I'm over. Maybe I'm over evaluating what what, what I'm seeing and what, you know, whatever. Um, You know, I only and I don't hear a lot of it, you know, as much as you know, we talk to so many people. Right. And and how many times we hear this about this player, this about this player. And even when guys are out of the lineup and injured and what they're doing, whatever, we don't hear anything about Ellis. Yeah. like I kind of feel like he's going into like a little shell.
2: Yeah. Well, think about it. The last time he was here. This team was still looking half-decent. The last game he played was Dallas. I think they were still in the playoff mix. The first three games he played, the team looked damn good. Yeah. Since he's left, look at what's happened. AV's gone. Giroux is gone. They've re-signed Ristolainen. They've fallen out of the playoff mix. Like, I can't even tell you, like, is he even part of this team right now? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, wild. it's wild. I imagine he doesn't feel like it. Like, when Hayes was hurt... And we know, we
0: know what Hayes was going through, right? Yeah. yeah but he course. wanted to be around the team. I mean, he asked AV, can I travel? Can I be around the team? Because a lot of times the, the injured players are on a totally different schedule. They don't see anybody. Right. But Hayes wanted to. But we know his personality and we know the you know what was going on in his personal life with the death of his brother and all that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, it seems like, you know, we heard in the beginning that him and Provorov were going to breakfast every morning. Yeah, you know they were tight, yeah, yeah, and they were tight, and we heard all that. But you know, since I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know where the guy's heads at. How much well, he, is he looking at it too, and going, "Do I want to be involved in this?" Because this to him it looks like a massive rebuild, and you know, at this point in my career, do I want to be on a team that's going to have to go through what we have to go through here?
2: Well, let me ask you guys something. I said beginning of the year that a healthy defense. This is one of the deepest blue lines in the NHL and that you could theoretically win a cup with, with let's say Braun on your third pair, whether the sixth guy was York or Yandel. Do you guys still feel that way? I, It's hard to say because I didn't see
1: enough of Provorov and, and Ellis together. If I go right? under the assumption that Provorov and
0: Ellis are Provorov and Niskanen and maybe even a little better. I would say I think Ellis is a better player and a better passer first pass out of the zone, especially then.
2: Yeah, I can buy into that. Yeah. So that's when I look at this and, you know, we hear the rumors about St. Louis looking at Provrov and or Sandheim. And I'm saying like, are you going to break up something that going into next year, assuming the health of Ellis, and that is a massive assumption. And I understand that, that, is one of your only bright spots. Like, the forwards, we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know if they'll be satisfactory. Yeah, why you know, bring up what's working when you have so much that's not? <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah, for yeah. me, Sanheim, Ristolainen, like, it worked. You know, yeah. I know a lot of people hate Ristolainen just if he breathes it the wrong way. But, I mean, he's good to me. Sanheim's yeah. been excellent. He's pro wrong. Sanheim's unlocked. Exactly. Yeah. like. Provorov, to me we've seen it several times that when he just has a top pairing capable partner he's as good as let's say a top 10 defenseman in the NHL and then on the blue line you finally have a guy like Cam York who is NHL ready do you not want to just ease him in on a third pair next year on the left side instead of thrusting him into a top four role.
1: Yeah, on the right side. Yeah, yeah. I know,
2: exactly. On the on the opposite side. No, I I agree. I'd
1: rather him be on the third on the third pair. But the one thing I can like, the one thing I can say about York that I've seen, and it really I I kind of like, and I think it's gonna it's gonna benefit him long term in his career, is he's unfazed. He's yeah. got a little yeah. bit of a he's got a little bit of that. He's got a little bit of an edge to him, like a little bit of a tood, right? You know, he's, and and he you know he's and that's that's good. Like I like that he's he's self confident that way.
0: Um, his I, heart rate I, never never goes out of control. Yeah, yeah, I, I like. Chill.
1: Yeah, I like that about him. I really yep. do. I High really confidence. like that self confidence about him, and I think that 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 bodes well. So, like, if he had to be in a role that's not the third pair, I think that he could. I think he could handle it. But yes, I ideally, I think you're right, Ant. It would be better for him to start as you know your third pair left left defenseman who you know maybe is your top you know on your top power play. Yep. And what about Sandheim? Do you want to thrust him into a top pairing role? No. He, not he's yet. successful where
0: he is. I, yeah, like, like I know that works as a second pair and can play t- north of 20 minutes second pair. So I'm not putting that as a top pair. I'm just not doing it. I have to make sure that my top pair... it. I don't want to put these players in a position not to succeed. I got to put them in a position to succeed. And having Ristolainen and, and Sandheim in that second pair is where they fit great. And that's how you've unlocked Sanheim. So I got to find a way to keep that there. And I agree with you. Let Cam York get to 200 games in the NHL playing a third pair power play and PP1 as your quarterback. Because he can do that. And then when he gets beyond 200 games, then then you see where he is if he can
2: be a top pairing guy. And they have the benefit for at least the next year while Sanheim is still under contract. To keep these three guys in Provrov and Sandheim and York, yes, eventually you will have to make a decision between Sandheim and Provrov, I would imagine. But one thing they didn't do with Ron Hextall was maximize the ELC years of Provrov, Sanheim, Konechny. Now they can do that with the likes of York and maybe Forster and Allison and these younger guys. Like you don't always just have to ship guys out right away to force feed them like they did with Provorov and Sandheim. Not so much Sandheim, but definitely with Provorov. I just think you know, Jason, like you said, it's working. You have an opportunity to play York as a third pairing guy, five on five, potentially a top power play guy. Just go in with that assumption for next year. They have to focus on the forwards first and foremost.
0: Yeah, I agree. And you know, York's also a guy you put on the ice in three on three because of his mobility. And his ability to pass the puck like he he may be their best passer on the back end, like just calm passes, whether it's a six or eight foot pass or a thirty five foot stretch pass. Mm -hmm. It's just calm, delivered and on the money in stride, not in a guy's feet, you know, not behind him. He's a good I think he's a deaf passer and I think he will just get better
1: at that. I have one final question I want to ask you guys before I got to bounce. The one thing that I've really come to appreciate, and I think nobody talks about, even as bad as this team has been this year, is I really think that there's a, a nice connection between the coach and and these players. I think Mike Yo gets them to play a certain way. I mean, I think you look at Sanheim. We talk about Sanheim. He's he's come broken out of his shell under Yo, right? I mean, I think it's since since. AV is gone Mike Yozek for example like I'm just using him as an example but I think that there's a there's a real trust between players and 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 him not not going to sit here and suggest that Mike Yo needs to be considered for a head coaching job next year I'm not going down that road but do you try and find a way to keep him in this organization in some way can you keep him on a coaching staff with a new head coach is
0: the question right well I
1: mean you know I mean or put him into development or some kind of I mean, it, if you can't keep him on the coaching staff as an assistant, can you go can you put him somewhere else? Can you put him down with the phantoms if he would be willing to do that? or put him in player development? Like we're working with um Nick Schultz and and that and that group there. Is there yeah. a way to keep Mike Yo? if he wants this, obviously, he might want to pursue something else, and then by all means, go ahead, Mike, you know, good luck to you. But I mean, if he's willing to stay, if he really wants to be part of it, is it something that you would consider? I would. Um, I know
0: he wants. He loves it here. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves the city. He loves the mentality of it. It's kind of right up his alley. Um, I, I, I've been really appreciative of, just the, of the honesty that it kind of he messages his candor. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been so refreshing, and I think it's been exactly what they needed. But I agree with you, and I think from an optics standpoint, he he can't be the next head coach because the tangible result hasn't changed. Correct. So exactly. you know that puts them in a in a bad position to make that decision and make him the next head coach. But I think that he has definitely served a purpose. And if he doesn't have an option out there to go somewhere else and and either be an NHL assistant coach or be you know a head coach, I, I think that's unlikely that he's going to get a head coach of another team right now. Uh, or but the AHL could be uh, an option for him to be the head coach. But then what about Ian Laparriere?
1: Well, my 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 argument was that I was going to make was Lappy survived multiple coaches, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so you could you could conceivably say we're not bringing back Darrell Williams, Torchetti. Hey, thanks for the fill in job. You know, we knew, we knew it was just a fill in thing for him here. Um, whoever the new coach that comes in, okay, you can bring in your assistants, but we want you to keep one guy. You know, whether Yo ends up upstairs as the the eye in the sky guy or whether he stays on the bench, that's up to the head, the new head coach. But can we keep Mike Yo on your staff? And I think that that's a, I think that's a fair ask if you're Chuck. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And it's a, because it's a guy who can help transition. Yeah. A lot of players.
0: Every coach has like, like Laviolette has his guy, right? Right. Yeah. (laughs) One guy that he brings everywhere he goes. Yeah. And, you know, Tortorella probably has the same thing, but they tend not to have an entirety of a
1: staff everywhere they go. Right, exactly.
2: exactly. Well, we saw that with AV too. Yeah.
0: Right. Yep. And he comes with you know Terryan and and Mike Yo, but Lappy stayed, Kim Dillabaugh stayed. So I mean, Kim is a guy I think that absolutely retains based on the job that he, did, he with did with Carter. Carter, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Dilly's been great with him, and Carter. I mean, that's been the the bright spot, right? Right. Other than Sanheim, that's been the bright spot that Carter's rebound. And I think it's important from that he finishes the season right. But, but to your point, though, so who is the next coach? If they're going aggressive, retool,
1: rebuild, whatever you want to call it, who's the next guy? So here's the, well, I guess I guess there's another question that has to be asked before I answer it. Right. Like I'm going to I'm going to ask you one more question that ties into this. Um, are you letting me kind of put the team together first before I can pick the coach? Or do I have to pick the coach before we put the team together? I think you got to pick the coach first. I got to
0: I think you got to figure out from an organizational standpoint what you want to be and the coach is a big part of that. Okay, because
1: like you mentioned Tortorella, for example, right? Yep. I mean, everybody would love to have Torts. Torts is such a big name, he's a big personality. As for us in the media, it would be the greatest thing ever, right? We would we would have for Sam. He wouldn't like Sam. Yeah, uh, he be would. Hate, Larry would Brooks. He, yeah, he would hate Sam. But <laughs> I would I would love Torts in that regard. That said, if you're bringing in Torts, you're not going out and hunting for high-end talent because he pulls back on those players. Mm-hmm. He forces everybody to play his system and play defense out. And, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, and it's, it, some guys hate it. Now, look, A- Atkinson loved playing for him, right? But you, you saw the difference in Atkinson when he played, you know, for Torts and when he didn't play for Torts. Um, and, and I think that that's, you know, I, you know I, I don't know if I would go that direction. If you're going to go try and get big name talent to come in here, I don't know if that's the answer, and and also I don't know if you're still paying AV another what's we're no? talking 10 million, 10 million. Yeah. two years left, right? Yeah. <clears throat> another ten million on his contract if you're going to go out and pay another big big money contract for a coach. So I think you got to go somewhere on that next tier down, and I, it might not be a big name guy, and my people might go, oh, why are the here go the Flyers, you know, doing that thing again where they're 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 bringing guys in who. You know, aren't haven't had success coaching. Um, it doesn't
0: I don't care what a guy did in his past, it just needs to be the right guy now.
1: Yeah, and they I don't care what he
0: was as a player either. I don't give they a shit. They can't miss. They yeah, can't they miss can't on have. this one. Like I, I think what about Montgomery? Quinn?
1: What about Montgomery Quinn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those I mean that's where I think I mean that's the kind of names I think, you know. I know everybody's gonna want Tocket, but I don't that's not
2: gonna be Tockett. I don't I, think so either.
1: Yeah. yeah but like I mean, those kind of guys, like I would think that, you know, those are play those are the kinds of coaches that would work well in, in putting a new team together. I mean, Quinn worked with obviously young players at the collegiate level. I mean, he coached in the NHL. It wasn't yeah. successful. Yeah. But I mean, well, it was part of the transition. He, he the would Raiders. have been. No, yeah, he would No, he would. Have everybody
2: been. got blown out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it would have been. I agree.
2: Well, yeah. look like my two cents on Mike. Yo, I don't know about you guys, but he kind of gives me like a John Stevens vibe in that like he like he knows how to get through to the young players and a lot of the guys like him but i just don't know if he has that i don't know if bravado is the right word to get them over the top and i believe he won a cup with the penguins as an assistant in 09 '09, yeah yeah and i think that history will tell us that he's a much better assistant i thought that their pk and defensive structure under him not so much last year but especially the first year was excellent I like his candor. I just, you know, Jay, you've talked about it several times, even on today's show, like from an optics standpoint, how could you sell that? Yeah. And
0: And, that's part of the equation, whether we like it or not.
2: Yeah. And I think that, you know, save for Morgan Frost, every younger player, and maybe Ivan Provov too, but he's kind of just more (laughs) flatlined all the way through as opposed to regressing. I feel like save for Morgan Frost, all the young players have improved under Mike Yo. Like, Konechny's played better, Sanheim's Limblom. played better, Lindblom's played better, like, faraby has been in and out of the lineup, so it's kind of tough to quantify. But, like, I just think that there's been a lot of evidence to show that he has had some positive impacts on this team, which is unfair that we got to kind of judge him by the overall standings and record since he came in. But I just think that, like, you can't sell it to, especially the casual fan, like, okay, so this guy came in in December – nothing changed and you're going to keep going to forward with him, especially since he was part of the prior staff that imploded since the 2020 bubble. So. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't see it
0: happening. And again, I like Mike, but um, you know, optics are a part of this and you know, the fan base is pissed off where things are and it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot for them to buy in right? And and maybe this time, it's not just going to be a signing that gets them hyped up, but it's going to be having it result in, on the ice
2: before they even get there completely. Yeah. And it's, I think you need that high-end player. I yeah. think you absolutely do. And when's the last time the Flyers landed like a big high-end forward? Like, If you want to say LeCavalier, but obviously he wasn't that when he showed up. But like just that one player that really excited everyone. Like as a as a for as a forward. Yeah, this one's Pronger. But yeah, yeah.
1: Pronger was the last was the last one. But that was a trade, too. It wasn't a free. It wasn't free. It was probably Danny. Yeah, it was Danny. It was Briere. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go back a long time for that. I mean, that was 08, right? Yeah. He he was like the
2: marquee name, right? 07. It was the summer of 07. Yeah. 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 And that got, and they need something to get them back on the map, I think. And following like the Clark era and that dismal 06 07 year, that's what Breyer did. He got them back on the map. And obviously, you could argue it's their best unrestricted free agent signing in the history of the franchise. Like, I guess, Ann and Jay, you guys could speak more to that because of just the age, but like, is there anyone who would rival that? And they used to just sign everybody. Exactly. <laughs> that was out there
0: that had a name, right? Yeah.
1: But, I mean they well they they did. They just took any I mean I'm just going back. <laughs> I'm just trying to go back like Ronny all, all Coffee. Well, yeah, I mean but those guys were all short term like real, yeah. I mean Briere lasted here because I mean, like you could always you could always say you could always say, you know, Yager was the greatest player that they ever, you know, had yeah. here, if, career-wise, but he was only here for one year. Yeah. Um, you know, Forsberg, same thing, was yeah. only here for you know, a very short period of time, year and a half. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I would, I would think I'm just trying to go back through all the big name players that, that came here. they were all, they were all trades, man. Like all yeah. the, all the, all the best players that came here were either drafted or trades, they weren't free agents.
2: Yeah. You know, Neither and when Breer great. showed up here, he was what 27, 28 and obviously we know now he's part of their front office. Like he became a flyer yeah. and he only showed up here in his mid to late twenties. Yeah, So a I mean, rumor too. and that's it. So yeah. like, I think they need, and obviously easier said than done, of course, but I think they need something like that. Like, obviously there's, there's no rumor to this. This is just my speculation, but like getting a Larkin, a guy who fits in with that age of like, Prorov, Sanheim, Faraby, Hart, yeah, a guy middle, who... Middle core. Yeah, that middle core. Like, I think that's what you need. Like, that's why, like, when you talk about, like, a cadre or when, before he signed his extension, like, Hurdle, like, I think, Jay, you said it last week. Like, it's kind of like j- just a redundancy to Katori and Hayes. Yeah. Who's already in their mid-30s. Like, I think they need a younger guy, a guy who has another four or five years in his prime, It just needs to happen that way. If Forsberg were to go to market, that would be the guy. For sure.
0: 100%. Big body. Yeah. Um, All right. I'm not sure he he gets there. No, I don't think he does either. If they're not trading them, they feel pretty good about it. Oh, Martin Jones got dealt.
2: Did he? he? Yeah, uh, I just got a text. Uh, Martin Jones has been dealt. Uh, I'm trying to figure out who, but I just got a text that got dealt.
0: I'm looking here now as well i'm gonna say sixth round or fifth round pick damn it internet's so slow when it doesn't need to be <laughs> <laughs> live uh see now i can't even type this is unreal i guess everybody's looking up martin jones now did, did you get this from a source Ant, or is this uh a- i got it from a colleague okay
1: i'm not i'm not not seeing it anywhere (laughs) but my again my i have the same problem the internet is like really slow right now yeah who knew um uh trying to see if it
0: okay panthers are closing in on a three-team deal involving martin jones
2: Hmm. panthers yeah (laughs) going back to the well i see damn geez (laughs) Bill Could've Zito been. and Chuck
0: are on like a first name basis here.
1: <laughs> they couldn't, have, they couldn't have, they could have made that part of the, uh, part of the, the deal. deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Penyota just said uh, your colleague, the flyers and yeah. working options for Martin Jones. We'll see if they can get there. That was two minutes ago. So we'll see. It looks like, yeah, he might be part of a three team deal. They want to I mean, get, they, get they
1: they an have, NHL goalie back.
0: Well, you're not going to get Spencer Knight.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Jones for Bobrovsky. Yeah, six-one-zero. <laughs> yeah, no, they would want to get another uh another goalie back. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to see. Unless they can sign
0: uh, Fedotov, who you may not even be able to get out of Russia. So that's part of the equation as well. Yeah, I don't see anything official yet on Jones. And Mirazic cleared, so yeah. Please don't do that again. <laughs> I don't need that.
2: Cuz I just can't unsee it. <laughs> As we all frantically like try and like text people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see if Jones gets dealt. All right. I mean, it makes sense like I don't think they want Spencer Knight riding the bench in the playoffs. And who yep. is, has been their third goalie this year? I don't even know who's Florida's. Dredger's
0: obviously gone. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. All right, maybe he got dealt. And we'll see if Broussard gets dealt here in the next hour. Yep. All right. All right, let's wrap it up, boys. Thanks, guys. This was awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would do this time.
0: Dueling ants. And squared plus J. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great stuff! Well, we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll do this again soon, boys. Yeah, so all right. Good. Take it easy, all easy guys. guys. All see right. Guys. See ya. There's uh, Anthony Sanfilippo, Anthony DeMarco, as uh, Bet Parks presents Stick to Hockey Live. Another fun-filled episode. Wow, a lot going on today. Martin Jones looks like he's getting dealt now as well. And uh, a lot to, to continue to discuss, and we'll do that on Thursday's episode coming up at 1 o'clock as well. Uh, let me tell you about Bet Parks because the new app is out. It's awesome. You're going to love it. It's easy to use. It's got all the same great features the prior one had, and it's got even more. It's even easier to use. You can still bet on player performances, first to score, goals scored, points, over-unders, you name it. It's all there. Same game parlays. You know, props, it's all on the Bet Parks app. So you got to check it out, download it. It's available now. And it's got the uh, Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook. And it's now live. And the new Bet app has everything you'll want in a mobile casino and sportsbook. And it's right in your pocket, right in your phone. Easy to use, easy to sign up, fun to use, and faster to win than ever before. So right now, all Bet Parks users have the choice of either a $20 casino bonus or a free $20 sports bet as part of the launch. So do yourself a favor, go to the app store, download the new bet parks app, get it today. Do you need to be over 21 present in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER, but check it out. You're not going to be disappointed. It's a great way to get action on the college basketball tournament. It's a great way to get action, obviously on the the hockey and going into the playoffs basketball and going into the playoffs. And then obviously baseball as well. So check out the bet parks app and uh, you'll be happy that you did. And, uh, Get get some good action in. We'll see how things go here in the NHL over the next couple of days. And uh, Flyers will be back at it coming up tomorrow in Detroit. Five game road trip. Going to start off in Detroit tomorrow night. So we'll have another brand new episode coming up on Thursday. Ah, geez, with Harry Mays coming up tomorrow. But everybody, thanks for listening to this uh, trade deadline edition of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. We will see you on Thursday.
1: Uh, people come up.
2: On the base,
0: up
1: on this one Check it Since 1,516 Fines attacked and overseen Now crawl amongst the ruins of this empty tree With their borders and boots On top of us Pulling out on
0: the floor